Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I think I have this story about the Dodgers understood. And I don't know how it's not about the money. But not your money. Not the money of the fan. That That's very clear. It's not about that money. It's about other money. Other people's money, if we're talking Danny DeVito language. But really, there is some... There is some something else at play that would cause the Los Angeles Dodgers to bring in a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to be a part of their Gay Pride Month, a group that parodies and sexualizes the appearance of Catholic nuns. Although I don't know if they're necessarily any of the kinds of Catholic of nuns. They're all Catholic, aren't they? Aren't all nuns Catholic? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. In order to have this conversation, you have to understand the target conversation. Now, they are indeed different conversations, but they're based around this same idea in the same way that the Bud Light conversation exists. If you take a look at what Bud Light did with their advertising, where they decided to create a brand ambassadorship, a brand partnership with Dylan Mulvaney, anybody could have told you this is a terrible idea. This is not on brand. The then vice president of Bud Light, the vice president of marketing of Bud Light, Alyssa Heinerscheid, clearly thought that this is exactly what you need. That what you need is a different approach to Bud Light because, after all, everything we were currently doing with Bud Light, well, that was all, you know, bigoted. And it was all lowbrow and very frat and... um well, we can't we can't have that. Am I, I was tasked with rethinking what Bud Light should be, and this is what the then vice president of marketing said. Well, I'm a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. I had a really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light, and it was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time, and if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we mm-hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach. That's completely missing the brand and hating your audience. If you wanted to bring more women to the table, 
Dylan Mulvaney, this man who claims to be a woman, engages in this very disgusting woman face type getup and, and and imitates a prepubescent girl. It's just it's it is hor- horrific and it's caricature. This isn't the way to do it. This is somebody who didn't believe in the brand and didn't believe in the message, didn't believe in the product, believed that everything was wrong. And so a total 180 was necessary. That's not it. It is about creating connections with the audience that you have, not insulting the audience uh, that you have. By creating the connections, you have the opportunity to create other connections, thus growing an audience. And Bud Light has paid the price for this. Now, in this case, you could argue that this was just a mistake from an ideological vice president. I say to you that she got the job because she was an ideological vice president. How many times have we seen this, whether it's anecdotally or it is our our view of a situation of companies that we deal with in a larger scale, that those who get to the upper echelons are there solely and exclusively, explicitly because of their ideological connections and, and wants. Isn't that true of what we saw with Disney, with Bob Chapek and all of these producers? I, I don't see how we, we could we could think otherwise. Over at Target, they engaged in something different. They want to celebrate Pride Month. The month of June is Pride Month. They're going to have Pride displays. So the Pride display that they had involved clothing like bathing suits that were tuck-friendly. Literally tuck-friendly construction. So a man could claim that they're a woman and then wear this bathing suit and have a place to put all their stuff. You know, stuff that's part of the way you knew they were a man. And this was part of their advertising plan. This was part of showing how connected they are by buying into the idea, not that, hey, it's fine to be gay, we're cool, we're going to celebrate. No, they want to buy into it's okay to push the idea of transgenderism on children because it was taking place in some of their clothing. Never mind that some of the clothing that they had was designed by a guy who absolutely worships Satan. That's a true story. I can't make that up. I don't have that skill set, guys. I'm a pretty funny dude. I could go off the cuff. You give me a microphone in five minutes, I'll entertain for an hour. Clothing designer for transgender people who's a Satanist. Sorry, don't have that skill set. I, I clearly would not have made it to the next round of Chopped. I, I That's a food show. I would not have made it. How could I have thought of such a thing? That's a true story. So F- Target does this. And, and and we should also be clear that the pride displays are, um, it's played out. Because you're no longer talking about people who are gay. And I know this because look directly at how you have bastardized the rainbow flag. The rainbow flag, and and I'll quote the late, great Ralphie May, I didn't say you could have the rainbow. I want the rainbow back. I like rainbows. You, you politically took my rainbow. I want it back. 
the gay pride flag, this rainbow flag, was about a recognition in the same way that you had people living under the communists in Poland who would put up signs in their storefronts and in their homes that read two plus two equals four. The sign two plus two equals four was this, this idea of there was still rationality amongst the irrational uh, uh, communists. And what were the communists going to do? Tell you you couldn't have a sign in your window that said two plus two equals four? You couldn't make that pronouncement? It's, it's true. Two plus two equals four. What am I going to do? Say no to that? It was a way of talking to one another. And the rainbow flag was a way of talking to one another. I think a, a, a solid retelling of the history of Stonewall is, isn't the worst thing in, in the world. Because it is very clear that people who are gay actually fought for something. The people who are pushing the T and the LGBT are very fine with pushing out the L, the G, and the B. Because they are after something political. The people who fought at Stonewall, the people who actually utilized that flag, were simply fighting to be able to walk down the street without getting punched in the face. That's what they wanted. The flag has been so bastardized with so many colors and they got a chevron in there and Lord only knows there's going to be a spiral going on in, in, in another hour. It doesn't mean anything. You've thrown nine million things in there. LGBTQIA+. Giving yourselves a lot of options. But of course, it's not about people. It's about a political movement. Oh, you want to take me on on this? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. I dare you. Bring it in. This isn't the only subject I've got like this. Oh, don't worry. If you're offended by this honesty, just wait 20 minutes. It gets worse from here, kids. You bastardized the flag. You bastardized the mission. And you told gay people, you either go along with us in all this political nonsense or you're out. It's a gross way to treat gay people, but leave it to the T's and the Q's and the I's and the A's and the pluses to do it because they did. The white straight Jewish kid didn't just just sharing that with you right there. So Target shouldn't even want to be a part of this because it's gone from this celebratory wait for it inclusivity to absolute division. But they're doing it. And they're not just doing it. Tuck clothing? They know that that's a bad idea. They know that that dog won't hunt. They know that that was going to get him in trouble. And then what they start doing? Moving the displays to the back of the stores. And then they claim they did it in places like South Carolina and Alabama. Oh, that's right. The bigoted southern states. Like we haven't heard that before. Because everybody who lives in New York State or Vermont is totally down with tuckwear for their nine-year-old daughter. They all want to have that conversation in Minnesota. That's where Target's headquartered. Just because you have a bunch of radical progressives running the state into the damn ground doesn't mean that everybody in Minnesota is down for the cause. But why would Target do it? 
Honestly, why would Target even begin to think that this was a good idea? And the answer, the only one I can come to is that it's about the money. That they aren't worried about whether a customer or two leaves. They're worried about whether or not the investor class stays and keeps their stock going. But nothing makes sense about the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now in a fight with the Catholic Archdiocese of Los Angeles. Because they're going to have pride night in Major League Baseball. And the Dodgers invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence which is a, a group that is built to mock Christians, to mock Catholics. They dress up as nuns in, in, in makeup, in costume, in, in all the things. They engage in sexually suggested poses. I, I, I've told the story that I, in college, for a Halloween party, once dressed as a nun. That absolutely, somewhere there's a photo. It happened. Didn't dawn on me till later that you know what? That was a weird costume choice. That was a weird costume choice. But that was the costume choice of a, of a nineteen year old who looked at it later and said, "I don't think I'd do that again." These are grown men, more than happy to insult every Catholic they can find. Well, after they got invited, there was a backlash because they are absolutely anti-Catholic. And the team said, you know what? We're not going to have the group there. We're not going to honor them at the event. That got a lot of pushback from gay groups because L.A. Pride said it would no longer participate in Pride Night with the Dodgers. And so after that, the Dodgers said, you know what? After a lot of thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities, honest conversations within the Los Angeles Dodgers organization, and generous discussions with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Los Angeles Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, members of the LGBTQ plus community, and their friends and families. We have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the field at our 10th annual LGBTQ plus Pride Night on June 16th. We are pleased to share that they have agreed to receive the gratitude of our collective communities for their life-saving work that they have done tirelessly for decades. Oh, so what happened that you all of a sudden decided that it was more important to cater to a group of people who aren't your fan base on the regular? And it was okay to bring in a group that is built to insult Catholics. How did that decision get made? Now, if you and I are sitting on a bar stool, sipping on a bourbon, smoking a cigar, we only have one answer. Well, somebody got paid, right? You can hear the ice clink in the glass as it slowly melts. Because there is no other answer. Well, somebody got paid, right? There is no other answer. Somebody got paid, right? In the case of Target, why would you carry this clothing? Somebody got paid, right? 
Now, how they got paid, I don't know. What they got paid, I don't know. But the only reason that the people at Target move forward, and the only reason the Dodgers move forward, is yes, they ideologically agree and believe in all of this insanity, and they do have a lot of hate in their hearts. But someone got paid. And what I'm trying to figure out is who and how much. I'm Tony Katz. That we have to cut spending. Um, that's that unlocks the rest of the negotiations. White House team understands that. Uh, I understand that's heartburn for them. Their strategy uh, presumed that we could not raise the debt ceiling. Uh, we did. We raised it out of the House. They're stuck in the Senate and can't get anywhere. That's Representative Patrick Henry on CNN making a great point that when it comes to the debt limit conversation, the Democrats made a bet that the Republicans couldn't get anything done and that we'd be at this point without any legislation and they could really blame the Republicans. But the Republicans did get legislation done. So, yes, to to refer to it as a miscalculation from the White House is wholly accurate. Right now, the Dow is down over 260. The Nasdaq is down 116 because McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, White House, uh, not White House, uh, Speaker of the House, he says the talks are hung up on spending. Democrats won't not cut. They won't agree not to spend more. I'll get into to more of this, this ridiculousness about the whole cut conversation. Look at the cuts they want to make. You, you, I will share with you some real, real liars. Now, you'll notice today I've been, I have been rather direct. I, I, it's, it's true. Even for me, a guy who is always clear, this is a little bit different. Am I angry? No. No, I try never to be, although, I mean, all this stuff is angering as hell. I'd be a liar if I, if I said otherwise. It's all angry. Everything we just discussed, everything that's coming up next. There are a lot of these things that are just angering as hell. I try not to live angry. And what I have been discussing is how we go about engaging these things and fighting these things without letting the anger take control of us, but rather recognizing that the fight matters. When it comes to these Republicans, I don't want to bend to Joe Biden and I don't want to bend to the people claiming, my gosh, America is going to be destroyed if we don't raise the debt ceiling. These people who want to claim you can just, you know, utilize the 14th Amendment. The president can do it unilaterally. No, he can't. And no court has said so as of yet. You just have ideological people who make this statement. I'm not getting worked up because members of Congress can't do their damn job. I'm only going to remove people who can't do the job properly. That's how we have to act. You got to get rid of people who don't do the job. That involves work and that involves sacrifice and that involves action. Not just pounding away on some social media platform, not just squawking. It involves actual action. And I'm in favor of actual action. When I refer to Representative Cory Bush, as I did, as a communist, I'm not trying to name call. I am being specific. 
Someone who says this is not a gas stove ban, it's just regulating indoor air pollution, George Orwell is in his grave applauding that kind of wordplay. You got to take action against commies to get them out of office so we don't have to deal with commie things. But it's not just in office. It's in the academia. It's not just in academia. It's in the culture. My God, who actually wants to go through all this? And the answer is we don't have a choice. We got to go through all of it. It's a question of how. Big on how. In Nebraska, they've done the how. Passing legislation that would prevent gender transition surgeries on minors. That's how. I've got that story coming up. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today. What do you say to what the NAACP has done? I mean, they're following behind other groups, be it uh, groups on race or LGBTQ+, but they're making a bold statement. What do you say to this? Yes, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary. What do you say to this question asked in your briefing room when the NAACP decides to put out a travel advisory saying, hey, if you're black, don't go to Florida. Bunch of bigots in Florida. If you still take the NAACP seriously, my my goodness gracious, I don't know what else to say. You might as well take the ACLU seriously still. This is a, this is a political organization. They're not about advancing anything at the NAACP. If you don't agree with us, you're a racist is not a position that one should connect with. It's something that's it's a position that one should repel. It's just absolutely despicable. They did. They they put out a travel advisory uh, warning you not to come to Florida. I believe Rick Scott, the senator from Florida, then put out a travel advisory saying socialists should not come to Florida. So, so everyone's having a good time with this. Just world class, huh? 2023, as the kids would say, is lit. Wait, do they still say lit? Is that still a thing? Oh, somebody, somebody let me know. Somebody uh, call me on my Motorola Razor phone and let me know via AOL Instant Messenger, would you? I'll catch you on CompuServe and you can leave me a message on MySpace. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Corinne Jean-Pierre has asked the question about this travel advisory and she, she takes it seriously because it's an opportunity for her to smash Ron DeSantis. So I'm not going to uh, to comment on travel advisories specifically, but I'll say this more broadly and where we have been as administration, as a White House, we've been outspoken about the impact of misguided policies advanced by uh, Florida uh, uh, lawmakers. Republicans in, in Florida have uh, attacked diversity. They've uh, attacked inclusion efforts. Uh, they've limited the teaching of black history. And they've uh, launched attacks on the LGBT youth. None of that's true. Have a nice day. They did not uh, limit uh, diversity or inclusion because DEI is not diverse and not inclusive because I'm not welcome. (laughs) Possibly you're not welcome. Uh, you, You think the inclusion includes? The inclusion is exclusionary everywhere. 
there's been an attack on LGBT youth, or was it, did she just say LGB? I don't re- remember. Uh, no, there hasn't. A recognition that men are not women and women are not men is factual. A recognition that parents have rights and deserve to know what's going on with their children is worthwhile, is good and decent. And to say otherwise is just disgusting. I mean, that's disgusting. Of course, Corinne Jean-Pierre is wrong. She doesn't know goodness or decency. No, 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 no. If you believe that parents should be kept in the dark, there's something seriously wrong with you. Immigrants, educators, and women's reproductive freedom. That's what you have seen uh, from uh, lawmakers in Florida. Wanting to use E-Verify is not an attack on illegal immigrants. It's ensuring that they can legally work in the state. You're opposed to this? You're opposed to the idea that we should know who's legally working in the state? Oh, Tony, you don't care about E-Verify. It doesn't matter to you. You'd hire anybody. I get all sorts of weird emails. It's great. People who think they know me, it's it's precious. And a, a ban on abortions? You want to say that's an attack on women? There are plenty of women who believe there shouldn't be an abortion. Your move, but you keep saying it as if somehow it means something. And you keep getting, I, I don't know, emboldened in doing this. I'm telling you that Corinne Jean-Pierre is really just, it's just cheap talking point after cheap talking point. I I would love to hear her say something with A, a little bit of conviction, B, with a little bit of mind, and C, a little bit of understanding of what's going on in the White House. Instead, it's just read from the binder, read from the binder, push out the same stale talking point. So I'll let NAACP, I'll let uh, LULAC speak to their specific uh, uh, specifics of their travel advisories. But this administration is going to, as we have for the past two years, continue uh, to speak out against discriminatory uh, policies uh, pushed by state state leaders across the country. And we've seen them across the country uh, by uh, by Republicans, uh, extreme Republicans, putting forth uh, these these um, these policies, these legislation uh, that hurt America. Americans that take away their freedom. No, it doesn't. If you want to talk about black history, black history wasn't stopped in Florida. That's a lie. It was a question of what we're throwing into the guise of black history and whether or not it's actually history. If if if, if I think one of the terms that was utilized was queer theory was part of black history in 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 textbooks. And like, what is this? These two things don't connect. Well, that's an argument. And they're saying no. And the textbook companies are they're they're, they're changing and uh the, this was about AP classes I I I believe. Um why can't they make sure that what's being taught is actually proper? What I'm supposed to just trust the people who write the books? Your friends, Corinne Jean-Pierre? That's who I'm supposed to trust? I don't trust them. I don't trust you. Why in the world would you think that it's it's somehow something that I'm just supposed to, whatever you say, we're supposed to do? Again, this all goes to the idea of standing tall. I'll get into more of that. Nebraska, speaking of standing tall, just became the 18th state to ban transgender surgeries on children. If I were to ask Corinne, uh, uh, Jean-Pierre this, this question, that's somehow uh, attacking LGBT youth. No, it's not. It's protecting them. And good on the state of Nebraska and good on all states that prevent this 
from happening. Now, Nebraska did two things. They stopped the surgeries uh, for those 18 and younger. Now, that's interesting. 18 would be the age of of consent. So an 18-year-old should be able to do this, even though I think they're wrong. I forget the state where it was 19. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. How How does that come to be? How does 19 come to be? I think that that argument could be utilized against the people who say, well, you have to be 25 to purchase a gun because your brain's not fully formed. You're not really capable of utilizing a firearm till then. Well, if you have to be 25 to buy a gun, you have to be 25 before you mutilate yourself. I think that's a, I think you can do that argument uh, super, super easy. But we say 18 is the age of consent, so I don't know why an 18-year-old can't do this. I'm not saying that they should. I don't believe that they should. And I think that doctors who engage in this kind of surgery are really questionable people. They really are. And the ones doing this to children, um, they should be thrown in jail. I said it, and, and, and I meant it. You can argue if it's legal, you can't throw them in jail. I, I get your point. I hear what you're saying. I am saying that it's child abuse. I am saying that disfiguring children is amongst the most despicable things we have ever seen throughout our history. Medical experimentation is disgusting. And we have seen that throughout our shared history of the world. And we should not be people who are cheering this on in the United States of America. Where was the story uh, that, that I had... Um, it was, uh, Chris Rufo had the story. who has been doing a lot, a lot, a lot of work on this. A whistleblower from Texas Children's Hospital says that gender affirming doctors prescribe puberty blockers to children after a single visit and intimidate parents into compliance. So when asked by Christopher Rufo to the whistleblower, do parents push back on this? He and the whistleblower says usually what happens is at first maybe one or two one parent or two they'll be confused they'll be wondering why but then when they come to the appointment and they're with Dr. Roberts from what I can tell what they show is that they're supportive I think they're just scared Christopher Rufo asked they're scared of what the whistleblower states they're scared of being reported to child protective services they're scared that if they don't affirm their child that their kid is going to commit suicide and do self harm which is a lie And they're intimidated by these doctors that are on the side of the kid and have a lot of power. They can report them and their child can be taken away from them. That's happening across the country. You okay with that, Corinne Jean-Pierre? Children should be able to utilize the state in this way. Or the state should allow a situation where the children have power and the parents has none. Because that's what far too many of these progressive states want. And that's why progressives need to be crushed on this subject. Broken. Their objective is to cleave the child from the parent. We've only been saying this here for years. You understand how right we've been in these conversations, guys. They want to cleave the child from the parent. The parent should not have a say. The parent should not have a stake. The parent doesn't know education. Leave it to the experts. The parent can't be told uh, if the child wants to use different pronouns because parents can't be trusted. 
We have heard this. In my beloved Indiana, there's a group called Indiana Youth Group, where the leader of that group, Chris Paulson, put out a, it was, was in an interview and said that if, if a kid uh, comes out, uh, one out of four uh, kids will be homeless and two of the other three will be scared. A straight-up attack on parents, saying parents are the problems, parents are the issues, parents have to be prevented from actually being parents Parents need to be stopped. I found it to be despicable. I've actually done uh, in, in my life an interview with Chris Paulson. We disagree on things. This is more than disagreement. This is an attack on parents that is awful and obscene. But she's not the only one doing this. This is happening all across the country. And yes, parents fear not being affirming because they fear having their kid taken from them. That threat is always over all things, which is why I believe so much of Child and Family Services needs to be reworked. They have way too much power. They have too much ability to just say, well, we got a phone call, feel the air quotes. We got a tip, feel the air quotes. So we'll totally take your kids from you and we'll decide, you'll decide, you'll decide I have got doctors willing to mutilate children and you think the parent is the problem? So instead of actually protecting kids, the state is utilized to allow others to abuse kids, harm kids, mutilate kids. That's what's going on. This is obscene. You want proof? Well, maybe this isn't proof of that, but it's proof of something. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. This is a video done with North Face with a gay man dressed as a woman. See, I would say in drag, but now I'm not so sure. Telling you to come out in nature. Get it? Come out in nature (laughs) this is an ad that north face has put together wow this is nice we like to call this little tour the summer of pride this tour has everything hiking community art lesbians lesbians making art last year we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation It's a weird, weird video that is, like, very indoctrination-y. We're gay. We're across the nation. You should come out across the nation. What is what? Dude, you want to do an event? Do an event. But this is super weird. This is super weird. And it leads to this question of what's what's your objective here with this ad that kids might see? What is What is this? It's cool if you do this. It's cool if you do that. It's cool if you do the other. Whoa. If you want an ad that someone can ask the question of, wait a second, when people talk about being a groomer, is this what they're talking about? This ad like like hits those spots. And again, I'll say it. I don't understand drag queens who are interested in, in, in performing or going after kids. That is not the art form. Um, and and it's, it's, you're doing this to yourself. You're the problem. 
kids don't do this in front of kids do it in front of adults and that's the show baby charge extra for the drinks you do it in front of kids you've destroyed what the the actual history of drag is you've destroyed every part of it and everyone who is disgusted with you has the right to be because you're doing it in front of kids again this comes to comes down to in front of kids even if I don't understand when an adult says, no, 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 I'm not actually a man, I'm a woman. I'm not actually a woman, a man. I don't have to. I do think it is uh, a, a uh, mental condition as has been diagnosed in the DSM-5 and I do think that they need help. Children can't consent. And the idea that parents can consent for them if we are now being able to prove that parents do things out of fear because they don't want to lose their children, these people have to be protected. Kids have to be protected more often than not from themselves and certainly from people who want to mutilate them. Nebraska is right to have signed this legislation. These 18 states that have banned transgender surgeries on children are correct to do so. I'm just stunned that we actually have to go through this crap. We needed legislation for this? Son of a... I better not. It's gross that we needed legislation for this. But I'm glad we got it. Now what we need is a new press secretary. And maybe a new president. And a new Senate. And a stronger Congress. And better governors. I got a list. I should write this down. I'm Tony Katz. This Ron DeSantis announcement on Twitter is setting people aflame. There, there, so many super hot takes to a presidential announcement. The announcement isn't going to matter by this time tomorrow. It's not. Although there's some interesting ideas about he's doing it with Elon Musk. He's doing it on Twitter. Look at what big tech is doing. Now all of a sudden we're angry with big tech. And this isn't the first time something like this has happened, as Noah Rothman wrote at National Review. Whatever happened to my.barackobama.com? Remember? Remember when the launch was connected to uh, this big technical piece? Well, now it's going to be a launch on Twitter. What's the difference between a launch on Twitter and a launch on CNN? I'll let other people try and figure that one out. I'm simply not by. If he had launched on Facebook, he would have launched on Facebook. But Facebook probably would have, you know, put some kind of warning over the announcement because that's really what they do way too much of. Way too much of. I will have the full announcement and breakdown for you uh, tomorrow. Find everything at TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz Today. Today.